Hey, yo, what's good, everybody? It's your man, B. Vaughn, here for another episode of We Create Music TV. And man, today we got my man, my guy here in Atlanta, I am Brahms. He's a music producer and composer. So, man, welcome him to the show. Let me switch hey, it over. Hey. And let me look, like I said, let me switch it hey. over, right? Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> hey, hey. Good to be here. Good to be here, man. Hey, that's what's up. Look, if I can get these buttons on this stream deck to work appropriately. <laughs> that's all good. Yeah, man. Hey, man, welcome to the show. Appreciate hey, you being here, brother. Hey, man, thank you for having me, man. It's yeah, definitely man. a pleasure, man. I really appreciate it. Man, I appreciate it. Yeah, we're going to chop it up and talk about all things music, all things about what you do. So, man, let's yeah. just jump right into it. So tell us how you got started in this whole music business industry journey of yours. Man, I so music for me, man, I started pretty early, actually. Um, I, I think it's one of those things where I didn't really know how much I had a love for music, but it kind of, as I got older, um, it really kind of showed. And so for me, I would say my early introduction to music, but you know, actually was video games. Um, I was big into Nintendo hey. and I, you know, you know, and I was big in all those, all those video game theme songs, stage songs, and this, mm -hmm. all the music used to be super catchy. And I remember like, I would go to school, like humming all the tunes and, and just be singing it and all that kind of thing. And that was like my big thing, you know, back when I was, you know, five and six years old. And then, um, you know, my my mother got me a keyboard, a, a Yamaha uh, keyboard. Uh, I think it was 40, 48 keys or 41, whatever the key, whatever it is, 49 keys mm -hmm. um, back then. And um, and I used to, you know, sit on sit down and just play all of the, the demos that they used to have and and play through all the songs. And you know, I try to play the little piano, I try to play the sounds, and I wasn't, I wasn't, I didn't know what I was doing, but I just went through, <laughs> and I would sit around and, and right. play. And I just, I don't know. And then I, I just, you know, as I um, I got into um, the fourth grade and I picked up the saxophone because I watched The Simpsons, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. And I used to uh, like watching Lisa play the saxophone. So right. I wanted to play, I thought I wanted to play. So I picked up the saxophone, was in the school band, um, learning, you know, the saxophone. And it's the funny thing is I actually got kind of mad because, you know, we, we would do these concerts and the fifth graders were actually like, playing the songs like sound like the sound like how you would hear it and then I the fourth grade would play like the songs but it'd be an easier slower right. version and it sounded, <laughs> yep. I, I didn't know what it was I was like what is this so I kind of got like frustrated like why are we playing this like what is this and then and then two the other thing was I really hated I, I didn't really like it because I I had to hold the instrument you know to school on the bus and mm -hmm. you had to like do the reads and, and the practicing and I just I, I wouldn't really i didn't really understand that, that you have to mm. actually like work to actually get, learn the instrument so i oh, kind of yeah. you know put that aside and then um and when i got to middle school um they recruited me to do, join the chorus and at the time it was kind of like oh you know hey it's we have fun in here you know you just show up participate you know you pretty much get an a look that's how and they get you that's how they get you yeah you know? that's how they, that's <laughs> how they get you in chorus i know you know they get you in that chorus so you know, and I just, I basically, um, you know, I stuck with that for, you know, through middle school. I, it was fun. I thought it was fun. And I just, you know, stuck with that. And then, you know, the funny thing, I was, I was going to go to high school and I was actually into drawing a lot. So I was mm. going to start really going and getting into art. And then and the high school director or choir director came into our eighth grade class to recruit people. And they were like, hey, you know, join join the high school. We're going to go to Europe, you know, next year. And I was like, oh, man, oh, yeah, sign me up, you know, so. Mm -hmm. I joined, I joined the high school choir. So I stuck with that. And then, you know, that 
in my freshman year, we went to Europe on a concert tour. And throughout the, that, that time, we did all these, you know, um, concerts and we did some musicals. And I just, I don't know, man, I just during that time period, I just really kind of fell in love with the being on stage, performing, um, you know, doing the plays, doing the musicals. Mm-hmm. And then, on the, of course, on the flip side, I'm still listening to a lot of music. I'm listening to a lot of different genres because I was big into like MTV at the time. So I was listening to a lot of alternative and whatever that was playing on MTV. And then I was starting to get into heavy into hip hop with um, with Bone Thugs and and Biggie and Tupac and Pastor Troy and, uh, you know, all that and that around that time period. And um, and then, you know, when I was in high school, I started really get, getting more into R&B and really the singing groups. And I was really mm. into like Boys to Men and Drew hey. Hill. Like they were hey. just like, yeah, you know, like they was my, you know, so That's I just right. I swore up and down. I was going to be like in a singing group, you know, coming up. And I was just, we, got, we had a little group together in high school and we used to try to, you know, do these little concerts or whatever mm-hmm. um, in, in, in class and but um, but yeah, but, um, so when I, you know, during that time period, um, when I was gra- getting ready to graduate high school, you know, it was kind of like I was trying to decide on what I wanted to do going into college. Um, and I just really was like, I really had a passion for music. And I it was crazy because I was thinking that I was going to go in to do computer programming because I was I, I took a computer programming course in high school. <laughs> and I was like, that, you know, it's something I Look. was kind of familiar with and. I was good at it and I was like, oh, right. going, you know, but but it just kept calling me like I was kept looking at like all these classes on registering. I was like, you know, in Georgia, they had the Hope Scholarship and mm-hmm. it was like, you know, I could go. I'm thinking, man, I could learn all this stuff for basically for on the scholarship and I could really like, you know, really learn, you know. And so <clears throat> I ended up going to college at Georgia State University and actually auditioned to get into the music school as a voice and for voice. So nice. I actually, I actually started um, majoring in, in voice performance for classical music, and so, uh-uh. you know, oh yes, yeah, uh, yeah. So I, st- I started that, and, and really, I, I thought I was gonna, you know, probably go. I, I kind of had a vision of going to maybe doing Broadway or doing musicals. Mm-hmm. That was kind of my thing. I kind of wanted to do that, um, but that school was very much um, classical trained tradition. They were more very opera. Like you get, you went there to, to basically do opera performance or, or things mm-hmm. like that if you were in voice. So, hey. um, but you know, so, but during that process, um, I don't know, like I was, it was, it's crazy. Cause I was in the practice uh, hall one day listening to like my CDs and uh, probably my, I think it was my sophomore year. And mm-hmm. I had came across, uh, well, you know, just all the music I always listened to, but um, you know, one of the songs that I've always loved, um, who I'm gonna right now, you know, have the name artist, you know, I'll put them nameless, but the songs I believe I can fly. Um, <laughs> so we just go, you, you know, everybody know, knows where that came from. And and uh, and I and I just, man, and I had, I had to listen to that music um, throughout high school because the album uh, TP2 came out and I was just, you know, and so, but that song, I don't know, something happened that particular time where I just like, I just felt it, like I felt the, the intro, I always say the intro was always what grabbed me. And I started to kind of sit back and think like, man, this is crazy because this song at the time, I feel like it came out, you know, some years ago, but he had all this other stuff that was like, he did, that was like, mm-hmm. you know, doing really well. But man, how cool is that, that, you know, he could always say, man, I had this one song that like, just, just took off and like, it pretty much just, you know, never going to go anywhere, which, you know, that's debatable now. But, um, but the point, mm-hmm. you know, is that, I was like, man, how cool that the kind of 
and like be able to create something like that and then you could come back in 30 years and say man you know i would i would love to uh, you know say i hey man i actually actually wrote that man i can't believe i actually wrote that and it did all you know it's like a legend you know piece mm-hmm. that everybody can vibe to so i started to really get into um composition like that started to make me start paying attention to actually who wrote things so mm. uh, when i was in the choir in, in the college i would like start looking at the composers and i started to study like okay all these big prominent classical composers um and, and what they were writing and then i started like um i got a magazine that was like this you know pop magazine it's like the top um i don't know 100 songwriters of all time in billboard or something and, and mm-hmm. i remember you know um i've got billy joel um stevie wonder elton john you know uh baby fade michael jack all these you know big prominent and so i started going in and buying i would go to the uh the music store when they had them and um and start buying catalogs and i remember i bought i went and bought um said artist catalog the whole thing i got all the stuff i had all, all the albums <laughs> said artist <laughs> <laughs> you know we I ain't, I ain't gonna do it right now you know but i bought the, I bought the whole catalog got every every album at the time and just went through all of them and then i and i had like i had like this kick where i would just study everything he did every all the music all the mm-hmm. everything but you know and then i switched over and then i think at the time i might have been after that billy joel same thing went through every single album bought all of them you know bought the greatest hits bought the you know whatever i could find listen to everything then i went to then i think maybe it might have been babyface or maybe you know whatever Steve, hey. that was Stevie wonder Michael. right you know so i just i just started to really like you know study like songwriting and so um during that time that process i kind of say you know i'm gonna drop the vocal performance and I think I want to really get into production and comp- composition. So I switched over to switch my major to, to uh, audio engineering there. Um, and, you know, when I first started that, I, I actually was sitting in some sessions, like some of the, um, the mixing sessions for like projects that people were doing, the students were doing. And I was like, man, you know, this is cool, but I feel like, you know, you could actually get a lot of this stuff at, at, at you know, at home. You just, you know, you buy it, you can buy it and you use your house and you can just do it at your house and learn. And, and at the time, they also had a um, music business uh, management major. So I was like, you know, I think I should do switch to that. And in that way, I got the management business side while I was taking business courses. You know, I could graduate school and actually get a job and leverage that business side on my resume. And then I could just buy all this stuff and then I could start working in, you know, um, on my own. So that's what I did. So I switched over to music management or business management. And mm-hmm. I started taking all of the, you know, uh, music industry courses that they had the marketing, the, you know, law, uh, law, entertainment law and all that kind of thing. And, um, and then I, yeah, then I graduated with that with a, a music business management degree. Nice. Um, and yeah, so, um, then after that, I, uh, basically right out of college, I got a job at working at Walgreens, uh, as an assistant manager. And, um, I think my first, my very first check, I went and went to guitar center. You're in, everybody has a guitar center story, you know, everybody has a guitar center story. And I went in That's there right. and I got, you know, got my, got the mic that I still use, the Audio Technica, uh, 4040, I think still, you got it, still use it. Um, my, you know, all the stuff, mic stand monitors, you know, pretty much everything to get started. I had reason three at the time that somebody, yeah, reason three mm-hmm. somebody gave me, somebody gave me reason three and they gave me. Uh, the Waves plug-in bundle, all the Waves plugins at the time, yep. innuendo version, whatever it was, in the version two or three or something. Probably three. They gave me mm-hmm. all that stuff. I didn't know what to do. No, <laughs> I had no idea. Like it was crazy because I opened it up. I'm like, what? I had. I was just like, it's so crazy. I was thinking about that. So I'm like, man, if I knew what I knew now and I had oh, all yeah. that stuff, man, I'm like, 
for sure. You know, but um, but yeah, man. So I started really kind of getting into um, to producing. I I think actually I I started on Fruit. Of course, I started on Fruit Loops. So, you know, I downloaded the, the free version and was kind of messing with it. And then I got Reason after that and was really playing with Reason and started really producing, trying to produce, making mm-hmm. beats. Um, and I you know at the time I was really heavy. Um, that was like that time period was um. When Timberland had his run with Justin Timberlake and Nelly Furtado and uh, his Shock Value album, and I was just—I mean, I was killing it. I was in there just studying and studying and studying, and, and I was studying you know, everything, everybody at the time: Timberland, Neptunes, Manny Fresh, um, Dr. Dre, Kanye West, uh, Organized Noise. Um, I'm, I'm sure I'm skipping, missing somebody now, but all of the big producers: um, Tricky Stewart and The Dream, Neo. Um, just really like heavy you know, studying and then just, you know, making beats um, at the time. And I was um, connecting with local people. I actually would, you know, I would take, it's funny, I would take um, Marta a lot to go places mm-hmm. and I would carry um, a reason tutorial, but it was a big old book, like it a 300 page big... book. Yeah. You, yes. Yeah. You probably, yeah. You, you, oh, uh-huh, I, I, uh-huh. Yeah. I had it. Yep. And I, and I, I would carry that on the train and like, sometimes people would like, somebody hey. was like, Hey man, you do, you do production. Hey, hey, watch, hey, watch, hey, look, 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 I'm gonna stop you for a second. Watch it. Hold on. I'm gonna grab something. I'm, I'm gonna come grab. I'm gonna grab a couple of things. Let you know from, from the from the from the jump. Don't get it twisted now. Oh, hey, yeah. Yep. Look, yep. Look, yep. Look, don't get it. Hey, look, I see it. I see reason it. Four. Yep. I remember it. I, yeah, hey. Version four, five. And then when they came out there with that uh, reason record, record. Yep, yep, record, yep. I, oh, yeah. I remember it. Oh yeah. And I and it's funny. It's funny you say that because I remember I had to go back and get that the, the actual legit version because when we, when you got record you couldn't use it unless That's you right. had I think reason five. That's but right. I had to reason go back five. And five reason five to get to the, actually use record. Yeah. So you know, so it's crazy. I, I, it's funny. I had those boxes too. I got all them boxes. I got. Oh know, yeah. Yeah, all of them sitting down there. But yeah, man. So um, I was. I had met some people and, and doing production, you know, locally for a while. And uh, with people I knew at, at, at work, I used to work at um, Best Buy, had some friends there, and I, they did music. And yeah, we just, you know, um, a really a really funny story in that time period was at, at Best Buy. I actually worked with um, T. Boz's brother, mm. who, who, but he didn't tell you that, he, that you know that who he was affiliated <laughs> with, right? So right. what's so funny is I, I remember after work sometimes he would you know take me to the studio of peace industrial had it set up in in that place where soul asylum is now and i'd be looking in there like man how in the world did you get because he had like everything he had the npc 4000 you know mm, the, mm-hmm. uh, you know all the, all the big stuff back then of course back then you had to, you had you had to you either knew somebody oh, yeah, or you yeah you, uh, you had to have some loops so i'm like man bread. How in the you, world did, you know so right and so later on i figured i, I, I put it together but Mm. Um, I started working with him, you know, producing a little bit and, um, you know, just just learning and, and trying to develop. And um, then I would say about 2009, um, I started going to networking. Well, no, I, I take that back. In 2006, they used to have a conference in Atlanta called Atlantis. Um, I think that might have been the last year they had it or it might have ended in 2008. But um, there was a conference in Atlanta, uh, in Atlanta called Atlantis that I went to. And I remember in that one of the speakers was Teddy Riley. And what's so funny about that is I, you know, I, of course, everybody swamp, you know, swarms the stage when everybody they're done with the, the Q&A and all that kind of stuff. And I remember, all, you know, I'm just going to leave, come back, you know, I'm going to leave and go on. I was like, you know, man, I should go up there and try to shake his hand or something. I actually went back and got in front of the, you know, worked my way to the front of the stage with one of my other friends. 
and um and handed him my cd which was i mean i had like three songs they were awful i mean they were like they were i mean just straight <laughs> trash i was making them on my on my yamaha keyboard you know just getting you know just learning and mm-hmm. I, I had a cd you know and i handed it to him and he was like man um do you do music and i was like yeah he's like man you look like a scientist because i had glasses on yeah, he's, like, like, <laughs> and he's like man but i he's like i know i know musicians when i see them and he, and he said that yo i got you know i'm working on something uh this weekend or oh he had a, he was working on a project and he needed like a violinist my friend was a violinist and he invited us both to come oh that's and, good. I, and i yeah but i i was like nah man i ain't because i ain't want <laughs> i ain't tell him that but i'm like man because i i do like nah, I, I wasn't ready man i wasn't going there and, and man nah, i was like I, i'm gonna have to i said like, you know we're gonna meet again we're gonna meet again that's what i said so but uh you know but fast forward uh to 2009 i started going into more music conferences that was when um mm-hmm. kevin shine uh, Kevin Shine is, you know, big on like songwriting and um, mm-hmm. and like R and B, and he used to do he WSA. Was, you know, WSA, you know. So he was, you know, heavy um, during that time period. So I started really going into these networking events, and that was when I say I really started started to get into like networking in the music industry. That mm-hmm. was like um, the first time I really like started to really get into the know and how it works, and kind of like meeting people and networking, and. Um, and I was pretty much kind of doing that ever since. I, I was doing that, and I was producing. I was, you know, trying to work with artists, local artists. Um, and you know, um, I think around 2011, I was doing beat battles. I started doing beat battles mm. then. That's when um, in Atlanta, big beat battle back then was like the ATL beat battle uh, okay. with, mm-hmm. with Jazz Jasmine. And um, I remember um, entering, finally entering. When I went to some, and I finally entered and got destroyed. Um, for quite hey, some time. Yeah. I, I mean, it was like a, several battles where I just getting handled, you know. But, handled. Uh, handled, boy. I was just getting worked. Hey, look, but, me uh, too. Don't worry about it. You ain't the only one. <laughs> you know, handled. Handled, man. But um, but I, I ended up, um, you know, networking a lot through those battles and meeting a lot mm-hmm. of people, you know. And, and, and some, you know, I, I, I met and still know to this day. And, and I, I just started really, at the time... Um, doing those and then um i remember the first a3c that was at the masquerade for me mm-hmm. um was uh, i think 2010 i think 2010 and wow. i actually volunteered i was a volunteer there and I, and I volunteered for a3c probably for three or four years after that until they moved over to the the center in it on downtown mm-hmm. um but i bet you know of course met a lot of people through that you know just networking yep. and and you know Doing a lot of that thing, and like I said, doing battles. I did, you know, during that time, I did the I Standard Showcases. I did um, the I Beat Daily. I did mm-hmm. um, the Beat Royales. Um, mm-hmm. I did uh, the International Music Conference Producer Showcase. That, that was when that they was doing that, and yeah, and I was just doing that a lot um, over the years. You know, just networking with people, working with people, um, and then I say probably two thousand and four, two thousand fourteen, I had got the latest edition of um donald passam's book the what you need to know about the music business and in that in that particular edition he started talking about um getting music on tv and at the time i did not even think that was even a thing you know i mean i didn't i mean i knew people of course made music but i didn't know it was as simple as oh harry yeah you know you can just you know submit to these places and you know you can make some Mm -hmm. you know make money to stream you know whatever so um, he had listed like several libraries in the book and I said, Oh, you know, I just went online and went to the places and, mm-hmm. you know, t- <clears throat> tried to submit music and, you know, started, kind of started to learn about the, the whole sync thing in, in that time. 
And mm. I say then probably that next year, I I um I think I ran into uh Clint, you know Anthony Clint hey, Jr. on uh, you that's know my Clint dude. music, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, you know um I think on social media like Twitter, Instagram, mm-hmm. but he was like heavy, um heavy in sync oh, licensing, yeah. and he he used to put up a lot. He still does a lot of tutorials and you know things to like you know help. And so I remember um watching and like learning how to format the music mm-hmm. um and then i basically i'd say probably like from 2015 to well definitely 20 like probably two years i was just all in on sync um and i was just working really hard like trying to pitch music um finding different libraries and um just going really hard in that lane and then in 2016 i got my first sync placement on um bet's one shot it was a um like a competition rap show like american idol that sway hosted with uh i can't remember who the other judges were at the time but that was my first sync placement that i had and so and i was like man I was, it was so crazy i like watched it you know you know dvr it or whatever and watched it you know watched them play the track and it was like you know 15 seconds but it was like they, they, they paid like a nice little chunk of change for that 15 seconds and i was like oh shoot um so um from there, I just been, you know, continuing to um, really attack that lane heavy, and then also continue to work with, you know, local artists. I'm still going out networking, you know, um, meeting people and 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 mm-hmm. you know, um, working with people who I had met over the years of going through all the music events, and just still like working with independent artists, and also getting more into um, selling beats online. So I started to kind kind of get more heavy into that um, as a as a revenue stream. And um, and that's pretty much, you know, like that's kind of like, you know, like now I, I, I say like sync has probably been my most successful lane. I've gotten, you know, placements a lot on on different uh, networks, um, mm-hmm. you know, ABC, uh, Viceland, um, VH1, uh, Reels, I'm sure I'm missing USA. And then I just got one on for Jackson Hewitt, um, the tax, uh, what okay. they're, they're, mm-hmm. they're uh, yeah, the tax ad right now, one of the tax ads playing got one through them so um yeah i'm just i'm just really working that lane a lot now um heavy i'm still pushing you know online um and then you know i'm also looking at you know getting more into um live performance you know uh with either piano or just uh machine or you know machine jam or i got i got Mm -hmm. the roland um tr8s drum machine so kind of looking getting that lane too so yeah, man, that's kind of been my journey, man. It's been a, it's been a, it's been a, a long one, but it's been a good mm-hmm. one, you know, for the most part. And uh, yeah, it sound like I'm it. Just, <laughs> I'm just, it you know, like it's, yeah, it's, it's, it sounds like it's been one heck of a journey. It's been, it's been, it's been, a, it's been a ride, man. But you know, it's, it's, it's still it going, over. it's still growing, huh? Say it ain't even over yet. That's not even over, man. That's right. It's, 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 it's I still got more, lots more, lots more. So, but yeah, lots man, that's more. pretty much good. But yeah, it's, it's kind of been my. My, my, you know, way I got into music and kind of where I'm at now. So, yeah, that's what's up, yeah. man. Like, so, so, what did you sing in high school? Oh, and and I was school. I sang I, yeah I sang tenor. So, I, well, in middle school I saw I think I was like soprano because my voice so high, <laughs> you know. And then and then they started to drop, and then I think I yeah I was, I was tenor in um in middle in, okay. in uh, high school and college. Dope, and dope. So, and yeah. Yeah, yeah, man, yeah. yeah. That's that's how that's how they. See, I I didn't want to interrupt your story, but yeah, that's how they get you. You know, come they get on you, over man. here. It's, it's nice and it's fun, and you're gonna have a great time. You're gonna meet new people, and you're going to really just have a yeah, sure. And then you go in there and you right. gotta do vocal. Yeah, that's how they got me too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know, that's how they I, get you. 
Now, and I, I just, I just kind of, yeah. it's funny. I guess I just kind of fell in love with it. But I guess it was like the whole me too performance. Yeah, the performing thing. You know, like performing on stage and do all the concerts mm-hmm. and you know, it was, it, like I said, I just kind of stuck with it. So, but I think again, that's one of the things where I feel like it was kind of in me and I just didn't really mm-hmm. know. But when I when I got out of high school, that's when it kind of hit. Like I didn't want to leave it, so it was like mm-hmm. I didn't want to go to college and not be a part of it. So, you know, it kind of hit me right. to keep going with it. You know, so right, yeah, yeah. Man. Yeah, see, I I did the whole singing choral thing from elementary school all the way to high school, right? And so, yeah, yeah, yeah I was cool as long as I was on stage with other people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the solo but, stuff is yeah. But it, what if it's just me man. solo? I'm gonna be like, yeah, yeah, that's solo. Oh that's solo shoot, solo is not yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah that's how that's... I, had, I, had, I had a few of them, man. I had a few small ones, but um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's it's all different lane because you know you, you're good to you to start, you know, and then once and once you start, you can't stop. So that's right. I'm good just in the cut, just like mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's kind of chilling oh. in the back, you know. Yeah, but once you, <laughs> you know, and what's so crazy is that you said you went to uh, when you got into college that you went into college and you were doing uh, vocals there, but it was more from mm-hmm. an operatic type. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, like, and, yeah. and what's so crazy is that one of your favorite groups as you were growing up was Drew Hill, right? And Jazz yeah. studied, you know, he studied opera in in school, yeah. and yeah. yeah, and I don't know if a lot of people and know think, that, but, but yeah, yeah, and Jazz, I think even Boys mm-hmm. to Men, I think Boys to Men went to that, that performing arts school. They yeah, actually they studied classical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, so, so Boys to Men is, is is still today my favorite favorite group still today. They're incredible. Like, I mean, they're, they're it's just it's it's really it's, it's like. It's just disrespectful how good they are. It's, it's, it's like it's it's, it's, nasty. <laughs> it's nasty. Yeah, it's it's. it's I've seen I've seen them, I've seen them in concerts so many times. My yeah. wife flew me out to Vegas when they were doing their residency in Vegas to go see them in Vegas to perform. Just me by myself. She didn't even go. I was like, okay, you don't want to go. She was like, nope. It's you. You have fun with boys and men. Maybe they'll call you up on stage. Maybe you can sing with them. Whatever. I was like, dad, that'd be dope. If I did, but. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, I've met them so many times, man. So it's yeah. so crazy, but yeah, They're amazing, you know, man. That it's still today, and still one of my dreams is still, if I ever had a chance to sing with Boys and Men. Oh know, man, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, well, I, 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 mean, I, I, I just love the work. Anything I could do, man. Just, you know, play play a couple keys on it or something, just man. Something. Just to, to, yeah, yeah, something, man. That's, yeah, that's that's I got to do that, man. Because they, yep. yeah, they're just phenomenal, man. I mean, just, just phenomenal. Yeah. So it's crazy. So, so I don't know if you said it in your in your uh, introduction, uh, in, in your journey, but why did you leave vocals? Why did you? And I don't know if you still do it today, and I don't know if that's still a part of your your journey. But uh, why did you end up leaving doing vocals? And have you, if you did, have you regretted making that decision? No, I didn't. I don't really regret it. I mean, so I left basically. I felt like I was just more. Um, I, I wanted to get more in the in the composition and composing, and I, I was at the time like kind of doing the whole, um, you know, producing, songwriting, singing, kind of like Stevie Wonder, you know, and all the people that used to do everything kind of themselves. And I was really studying those kind of people, but I felt that my strength was more on the the musicality. And and so I really kind of honed in more on that. I, I think that I was, you know, songwriting for me was um, not something that just came, you know, like I, I, I and I think that, you know, mm-hmm. I worked at it, but then I kind of was like, you know, I probably feel like I should, more go on the production lane and then i can get back into it more later on and um and with vocals i just said you know i don't know i just i just kind of want to be more as a work more as a producer and not really i didn't really care much to be in front um Mm. 
You know, and mm-hmm. I would say even now, I don't mind singing like harmonies or like singing something on the production, but I don't need to be featured or, you know, need to be the center of it. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as getting, I mean, I do feel like I'm, I'm, you know, now just the way things are, like with the way technology is, I feel like I am going to get back into a little bit because, you know, like I'm interested in like doing some Christmas covers. You know, I can put them out on, you know, streaming hey, stuff and use it for licensing. Hey. You know? Hey, you know, so let me know. Let me know when you do. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, I'm interested in doing that, man. So I think now it's more just for fun. I'm not trying to be an okay. artist. You know, I'm not really trying to, to be out there like that. But like I said, just, you know, if I can lend my hand on on certain records or whatever, mm-hmm. I'm cool. But yeah, I'm just not really I'm not really interested in that. And plus, at the time, you know, really, I was more I feel like I honed in a lot more on the classical um, style. And okay. I feel like my non-classical was like and eh, maybe eh, you know that's a little tone but nah right you know i then you got you set me up against everybody else doing it, i'm like nah this ain't nah let me not yeah, even yeah, pretend yeah. you know so that's how that's what i feel like yeah okay yeah now that 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 absolutely makes sense i think it's i think it's important that people understand where they're really strong at you know yeah. what i'm saying and then really start to gravitate more to that like I don't know. My wife said I can sing, so you know I'll go with that. You know what I'm like, and, and trust me, she is not the person that would tell somebody something just to tell them. Like, heck no. You know what I'm saying? So if she's saying it, then it's like, all right, cool. You know, I mean, it's. I, I mean, I, I guess the talent really is there because. Yeah. I mean, I, I went to when I was in Virginia. I went to, to Virginia State and mm-hmm. did all the state choral. Um, big concerts yeah, and uh-huh. yeah, I went to all state, you know, had, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And I was one of the very few uh, baritone tenors at the time that got chosen, right? So it was this whole thing. So, I mean, it's, it's true. I mean, I was in yeah. several groups growing up and all that stuff, right? I, yeah. I do miss it. I, I ain't gonna lie. You miss it? I, yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's fun. It is, I it is fun. That. I mean, I, I, I feel like, you know, of course, if I had like somebody, even like now, I, you know, if it was like a gig or something, yeah, I mean, I would it. come out. Yeah, let's do it. You know, like I'm cool. I'm cool with that. You know, but let's do it. You know, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not like you know. I got to put out an album and all that. Now. Yeah, I'm good see on me that, either. But, you know, you know, no. but uh, and then and then and then too, you know, also to your point, I feel like too with singing. Like sometimes I think too, like you know, you got so many layers to like mm, what makes mm-hmm. a good singer. So you can be a a, a a vocalist who does a lot of acrobatics, but then sometimes right. like you got some people that just they tone and and how they. It's the voice it just cuts through like it just mm-hmm. it's so good that as soon as they start going they don't gotta do much they just gotta yeah they're just controlled and that's just the way they they carry it you don't gotta do all that but it just, do, it just grabs right you, that's you why know? like so you can i don't know a lot of people know that's why i like jamie fox as yeah, a singer exactly jamie, jamie yeah. fox has amazing control over mm-hmm. how he may not be the best singer in the world but his control yeah phenomenal yeah, like, it's just it's just like yeah. you know it's like you know your strengths and your voice and how mm-hmm. to, you know, and that's just I think it's so important. So that's right. That's kind of thing. If people saying they don't have to be worried so much about not doing all the all the vocal runs and all the acro, you know, like you don't got to be Usher. You yeah, know, you Usher's see, you, phenomenal. You know, right. That's that's what I was trying to tell. I forgot who I was trying to tell tell this to. It's like if you don't have to, you know, scream when you sing. Screaming right. doesn't mean singing. Yelling doesn't right. mean singing. Right. Doing right. A, a tons of roles. Doesn't necessarily mean singing. It just means you can do a ton of a ton of roles. You know what I'm saying? Right. But yeah, yeah. But anyway, I was just curious. Did you, you know, for for somebody who used to be, quote unquote, a vocalist, being in choral for as long as I can remember, and yeah. you know, do you regret it? And sometimes I sit back and I go, dang, maybe, <laughs> like maybe. And so, so yeah. you you'll know. 
and, and I guess I don't like the, the thought of living with a regret. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so sometimes I'll sit and I'll be on YouTube and I'll see some of those like The Voice and I'll start right. watching it. And I'll sit there and start yeah. watching it. And I'm just like, it ain't too late, B. It ain't too late, B. You can still do it, man. You can still hey, do it. it ain't hey, too uh, late. Well, what's funny is is, is, is is it's not because the way technology is right now, see, see? that's the thing. Now, maybe 20 years ago, it might be too late. But see, now <laughs> right. you got so many avenues, see? You, that's right. You know? You that's just right, get on these, one of these, you know? So, yeah, right. man. I mean, I, I mean, sometimes when I, I mean, I'm like you, when I, when sometimes when I was, especially like we go to a show, me and my wife go to a show mm -hmm. or something, uh, but, uh, you know, a really nice show, or like, or if we see a musical, like I do, I do kind of like, I, I do come down. I wish, man, I wish I could, I want to be back into the musicals. That was really what I wanted. I really wanted mm. to be in the musicals. I love, I loved the musicals. That was my thing. And so, wow. Kind of, I do kind of wish, that, you know, I could go back to that, but it's okay. Like I'm not gonna like, it's not, it's You're not, not gonna a push it. Right. I'm not. Yeah. Like you know. Right. Good. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so 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 then, so then you went from you know doing vocals and then switching. Mm -hmm. Right. You switch completely from, you know, vocals and doing that into the music production side and really yeah. getting into yeah. composition. You know, mm -hmm. so so I want to kind of talk about what really motivated your change to to go from one and then into into the other. Well, I, I think the thing about it was, was I used to get really like inspired or just and feel by like chord progression. But I still do. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a chord progression geek. And and when I was studying it, you know, in music theory and all that, and I listened to all these songs, I always would like, you know, have this like feeling in me that whenever like there was always be like maybe a certain chord progression or chord or melody or something with the um, with the vocal, like the, the lyric, they, you know, some, if they're really, really good songs, they understand like how to structure the lyrics around like a crazy chord progression. You know, and so um, I used to just really, I was just really, in, and, and I always used to be moved about these chord progressions used to move mm. me, like, you know, like, I'm like, man, like, how, you know, what was that? You know, how, what was, what is that? And and so I just got really into that. And I think that's like what really made me want to like study. I wanted to learn how to play that. And I wanted to like really, you know, start to compose that kind of thing. And like I said, right. I, I got to the point where I really wanted to make more so I wanted to make songs and I wanted to, you know, have it to where man, you know, one day I would have this song that would just like basically live forever. Like, a you know, all I want for Christmas, you know, like mm -hmm. that's not, that's never going away. I don't care. You know, and Ever. what's crazy Ever. about that particular song is she got millions of others that have done, you know, that's right. But, but that one, but that one is, you know, never going away. And so like Ever. I used to just really get inspired by that. And I, and that's what really kind of got me into the composition more. Like I wanted to be the person behind that actually created it versus the one performing. You know, I really want to be more, I, I want to create this, you know, and somebody else can perform it and they can, you know, give it the shine that it needs. But I want to be able to like sit back and like craft, you know, this canvas. And that's what really got inspired me to switch. I just was really inspired by that. Okay. Yeah, now that absolutely makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. like when I got into music production, it was just the ability to create different things and bring those different things together that I loved. And so I, I absolutely understand where you're coming from in relationship mm -hmm. to that. And just the power of music. And for you, it was the power of chords and understanding chord structure and music theory. Mm -hmm. and that kind of really propelled you into, into doing that. And so, so then you went from, from that into deeper into uh, composing, right? Yeah. Which, which I think is, is, I don't know, you got like music production and then you got like composing, right? I don't know if yeah. that's the, how it is, but 
you know, because you're now looking at different things from maybe from a different perspective of putting music to something, right? right. And I don't know, I don't yeah. know if that was still in in your journey, but putting music to something, uh, whether it's a film or whether it's a uh, whether it's an indie film, a major film, whatever it may be. But now yeah. you're sitting down and composing and designing sound and making sure all that all that gels together. So right. I, I do want to I want I want to ask. So so who's your favorite composer? Um. Nobu Umetsu, who is um, the composer for the Final Fantasy series. Uh, hey, that's right. Because <laughs> um, you, you started I'm off a, with the I'm video game. I'm a geek game. at heart, man. So, um, you know, Final Fantasy was one of my, you know, I mean, I have, I have tons of video games, music that I, I love. And I still, to this day, want to get into game scoring. Um, mm. And I'm big on, I'm big on themes, but... Um, yeah, I mean, I just I just studied the crap out of his stuff, man. I, I've I've you know got all of the from the first game up until when he stopped or what he's doing, and wow. yeah, him. Uh, of course, John Williams is, is another one. John Williams, John Williams is Wars. awesome. And Superman, he's, he's yeah, yeah, just amazing, yeah. amazing. But um, yeah, those those especially were like the two that I just really studied mm. a lot, you know. Yeah, John Williams is a John Williams yeah. is a beast. He's a beast. Yeah, like he's, he's a, beast, a man. he's a beast. He's a beast. When yeah. I look. When I found out all the stuff that he did, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" And so, yeah, I it's I took, crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. I took my well, I didn't take my family. My wife won tickets to go. Uh, this is when we lived in St. Louis. <clears throat> Excuse me. She won tickets to go see a rendition of John Williams, right? And so the St. Louis yeah. or, uh, orchestra was playing all of John Williams' music, and so they they saved the best two for last, which of course was Star Wars and Superman. But yeah. Yep. Yeah, that was that was amazing. It was, it was just I could feel the kid in this grown yeah. man's body, you know, come out. I'm sitting there like, ah! yeah. And like, let me tell you what's crazy. That's amazing. Let me tell you what's crazy about that is like, see that right there. Now you talk about that and like Star Wars, right? Think about Star Wars. Mm -hmm. Think about the opening intro. Dun, 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 it's, and it, I it mean, like, the whole <sighs> theater, whole theater stands up clapping. Yes, I mean, it's to this day. Right, mm -hmm. and that's that's what I'm saying. The Bond theme, right? I mean, yeah, these just themes that just they're not going away, you know. And that's, that's what right. that inspires me, man. Like just to be able to craft something like that, and you just mm. never know what's gonna happen when you make it. But man, to be able mm -hmm. to, I mean, Star Wars came out, you know, first one was 1977. 1977. You know, I, I remember know. going. <clears throat> I remember going to see it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's all good, man. It's all good. <laughs> you ain't gotta worry about that, you know. Like I remember going to, I remember going to see that. And then that's the thing. I mean, I'm I was born in '74, so you know how old I was when that came out. Yeah, yeah. I actually remember going to go see that, and I went to go, see, go see Superman. It. Yeah, and, and that's just now I think crazy, man. Like forty over forty years later, that song comes on, and it's just like you know, you just know, and it's everywhere. You just and know. So yeah, man, I definitely studied them that's a right. lot, um, and and yeah, and that's that's definitely a big thing for me is to to get into that lane. It's and it's a different lane. Mm. That's a way different, like you said. That's a different lane. That's there's it, a different lane behind it different lane you gotta you gotta put you gotta, really gotta get all in on it it's a lot mm -hmm. of nuances that it's not you know you don't just show up you, know, you don't you don't show up for anything first of all right but you know you dang, you dang sure don't show up for that you know you gotta put this <laughs> study about that. you know? yo that's gonna take some stuff yeah so yeah you can't yeah, just show up. yeah you know no. who i'm actually impressed with is uh ludwig gorenson absolutely yeah I'm, I'm he's, really... he's definitely a man i've been yes. following him man of course the you know black yes. panther the mandalorian yep. uh creed I know. That's what um, I'm saying. People don't. I don't yeah. know. If people know this guy like for real. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. He, he, he did the whole tenant, the, uh, the tenant uh, yeah. composition yeah, yeah. for the movie. Like. Yeah. Yeah. And then is. what's crazy about that is he then he did the, the he worked with um, Charles Gambino on his album. So 
he again he has that diversity where he's able yeah. to you know do like you know songs like just you know standard rap or whatever R&B, mm -hmm. but then he can go into that, that composition and that's that's another thing that inspires me too if you think about my influences mm -hmm. I'm, I'm always been big on the guys that had range so like everybody that kind of studied like they could just sort of like do all different types of things and i always I always got inspired by that so like you know you might have this crazy big hip-hop song but then you might come out with this like this classical score on a movie you know you just because you just had that knowledge you could just you know you can do it and that's right that's kind of how i feel what he has he has that range where he can do something like those projects but then do you know work on mm -hmm. albums if he wanted that's you right hip-hop yeah. albums and everything you know? yeah like straight hip-hop albums with yeah. grimy right. bass sounds and just yeah trunk bass type stuff and then all of a sudden he's in there directing an, an entire orchestra for the movie right. tenant for the movie tenant and they got some just like come on now that's yeah yeah, and that's, too, and that's and that's Quincy, and you know Quincy Jones. That's him too. You know Quincy right. Jones, and people people don't really people know him, but they got it. You know, you really do that history, man. That boy. Yeah, that, they know. don't really know Quincy Jones. Like, yeah, yeah. like yeah, you oh. got to understand Quincy Jones too, mm -hmm. man. Him, and you know, and and I, I can't even I can't even not. You know, you got to add RZA to that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, RZA. Yeah, like, he's he's he slept on, but RZA is a he is slept on, but he is a beast. Yeah. Yeah, He's a beast absolutely. when it comes to it, man. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's but like I said, man, it, you know, we have a lot in common, you know, even without me, you know, reading your bio and now I'm talking to you, bro, we have, I mean, we have so much in common from just how our, our progression in music happened. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like, like from video games to chorus to, uh, to production. And it's, it's, I don't meet too many people that have kind of taken this, taking the same route uh, that right. I've gone through and this is kind of similar to the same one that same one that you've gone through but yeah. I'm sure on this on this journey there have been some some roadblocks some bumps in the road you know so kind of talk about you know what are some of your biggest challenges that you faced uh, what did you learn from them and how did you overcome those those challenges for yourself well, um, you know, as, as with the music industry there's a lot of things you run into uh, <laughs> that's just the way it is um, I think for me, um, you know, I think the biggest challenge, you know, when I was kind of, when I started to kind of get some some legs going under me was like the, con I guess, consistency with, with like <clears throat> having people, you know, work on projects and then it's like everything just falls flat and then you're just like resetting. And I, and I went through a lot of that where it's like we would spend a lot of time putting together something and then for whatever reason, it was like the whole thing is is because you know either they you know something happened or life happened or whatever just like that was it and you know and it's and, and because like a lot of times you think okay you find somebody you get with an artist you pair with them you want to basically build them so you put you know invest all your time into that and then when like that goes away it's like well now what do i do because i you know that was something you're, you that's all you've been doing so um you know that that was a big challenge and i think the other thing too was when i got you know i started um started the family got you know with my wife and, and started having kids and um you know just that whole life balance changed the whole complete everything changed obviously and having to navigate now okay now what does this look like for me because now you know i'm not going to be out like i was before in terms of like just being on call pull up you know now mm -hmm. i'm not going to be pulling up you know now i'm gonna have to schedule it you know right. <laughs> you know you know right. i have to figure that you know like i'm just not i'm not right there you know so how does that work now? And, you know, and what does that look, what is my outlook? So I think, you know, when that kind of came, I had to like really sit and, and I, you know, and I really got like really stressed about it because I thought, man, I don't know, I don't know if this is, I don't know if this is going to be it for me, man. I thought, mm. man, you know, maybe I can just do this, 
you know, on the side, you know, kind of just for fun or whatever. But I was like, man, I don't, I don't know, man. This, this is may not be it. But then I'm like, okay, well now that ain't it. Now what do I? Now, what am I really gonna do now? Because this whole time has kind of been my 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 game plan. So you know, what am I gonna do? So you know, that really kind of kind of it kind of got me, you know, for a while, just like really trying to figure that out. And um, you know, I think overcoming it, I think just sort of came by with just under like I guess learning more about just you know things that you can do now you know with, with like i say with all the technology we have now everything's mm-hmm. so different now i think again 20 years ago if i was in a situation yeah it was probably been over unless i just like you know say look i'm just got to be by myself i'm going to be living in the studio and and you know being where i need to be and i think now it's, it's just totally different where again you got this you got sync you know where you just you know you basically can create music at home and you're and you're sending it out, you know, through email or through wherever, you know, and and you can get your stuff out and placed on, on just about anything. TV, uh, I mean, you know, TV, film, um, ads, you know, radio ads, um, you know, whatever, music in stores, and you know, and and, and when they're playing, they're, you know, they're, you're generating revenue. You're generating revenue over time, and so you got that lane. You got, you know, again, online lane with with, with your beats um, or music. You got now you can do, you know, sound kits. Now you can do. Um, you know, live performing and uh, Twitch and you can stream and you can get people can, you know, tip you to, to do streaming, you know, um, you know, you can still do your gigs. You, you know, you got um, something else I'm missing. But anyway, you got all this stuff, you know, you got, you know, and now that you can basically just put music out through this distributors, digital distribution, mm-hmm. you can make your beat projects and, and, um, and or whatever, any kind of thing you want, just put it out. And like, what's crazy is people actually, Sometimes you don't think, oh, nobody listens to instrumentals and nobody listens to, you know, but uh, you get on there, they got 8-bit music. They got 8-bit right. playlists on, on Spotify, <laughs> you know, 8-bit, you know, like lo-fi hey, and all this stuff. Right. It's, it's like, so, you know, you get on, you know, you got workout playlists, you got uh, yoga playlists, you got, you know, meditation, you got, there's so many different things you can do. And I think when I started to understand that and understand now how we, how we can leverage technology you know we got you got um you know everything virtual even like the pandemic kind of really you know of course elevated that where you know you're doing zoom um sessions are you doing you know everybody's doing mostly content through emails through instagram through tiktok um and now you're at a point now where you don't you know you it's always cool to be with people and, and being in a room but you can get so much just from you know being online and just working in your home mm-hmm. and then just connect online and they got their set up at the house they just send it back to you. Boom, you got a song. And then now y'all can. Oh, uh, hey, know. I don't mean to cut you off, but I, I saw this video today. Who did mm-hmm. the video? Uh, Eldre. I don't know if you know who Eldre, Eldre. is. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he, he's a producer, but he does YouTube, a lot of YouTube videos. Has mm-hmm. like 230,000 followers. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to get some of his followers, you know, subscribers yeah. from over here. Me, me too, me too. But, <laughs> but he was talking about this uh, plugin, this plugin that's made by uh, Mixed in Key, mm-hmm. right? And this plugin is called, what's this plugin called? I sent, it to a, I sent it to a couple of friends of mine today. I'm looking on my phone. I was, it's called Satellite. It's called Satellite. And it okay, is satellite. a, oh my goodness, brother, you gotta check that out. It is a, I, I'm giving them a plug and, and you know what I'm saying? Like, so it, this video is not sponsored by Mixed in Key. <laughs> it, it can be. It can be, <laughs> but it's not at the moment. But it's called satellite. And let's say, for an example, you, you know, you're talking about 
the many different ways to make music, the many different ways to collaborate with others, you know, through Zoom, etc. But this particular program allows you to, it's like a plug-in. You drag it onto your uh, a MIDI track in your mm -hmm. favorite DAW, and it will do an audio capture of whatever you are playing on that on that uh, on that track, and it'll wow. it'll it'll record it in its uh, in a kind of like it's like a VST right or audio unit. Mm -hmm. So it records yeah, yeah. it in there. I can send you a, a link. You type in your code, and you are brought into that session where you can see everything that I see and I can play, you know, the drums and it records it directly into that and you can add stuff to it and take wow. away. And if I want to, I can take what you, what you played and drag it into my doll and keep it and maybe play something else. Oh, oh brother. It was, when I saw that, that's I was crazy. like, I was like, that's, that's it. Crazy. Yeah. That's, that's, see, it like, that's what I'm saying. Like now it's like, there's so, so many ways one to create, but then also collaborate with people and then mm -hmm. you can put it out there. So and I just free. feel like now, it's free it's, it's free. free that's crazy yeah so, well it's free I, for I a limited that, time <laughs> for a limited, yeah yeah i'm sure it won't be free long but we might right. as well, i didn't jump on why it's free yeah but um but i think like as i started to really kind of you know really you know kind of think about that and sort of again like really and also you know working working and networking with people who are you know basically doing sync full-time and mm -hmm. you know people that doing other things music full-time but not necessarily like you know got these major placements but they just you know they're they able to make a really good living just doing it it's like i i just understand okay now nah, there i can just i can do this forever and um and just keep putting it right. out and you know one of my actually my my piano teacher um that i used to take piano lesson my piano teacher said one time she was like you know Musicians are different from athletes because you know musicians. You can always do music. You know when you're 70 years old, you can still can play. I plan on it. You know, you know, and it's like <laughs> when you know when athlete, you got to, you know. Of course, after a while, you just your body give out on you. But when you do music, mm -hmm. you never have to stop. And I think that really was resonated with me because it's like it doesn't matter. Like you know, you can just keep going. And even now, like I said, with the technology, you know, you can manage. And I think that's what really kind of brought me really re-motivated me to just, okay, no, I'm still, I'm, I'm still going. I'm still, you know, and I just had to kind of switch up my, you know, my game plan. I just, it just, you know, kind of, I had to do a little pivot and figure out, okay, what works, mm -hmm. what works for me in my, in my life right now, but what I got going on, what works for me best. And that's basically what I, but it took, you know, it took a little time for me to really figure that out. And that was a big challenge for me. Mm. Yeah. So, and you know, sometimes I don't know, sometimes people may not still figure it out. They still yeah, kind of I mean, may be trying to fill out what they, what their actual purpose is in in this field. You know, for me, yeah. you know, for me, I like making music. I think I'm good at it. I don't think I'm the greatest music producer that's, you know, that we got. Am I good at it? Yeah. Can I, you know, do I know what I'm doing? I do. But I got skills that, I mean, I've, I've been in corporate America for 20 something years, right? And so mm -hmm. I've been doing, you know, organizational development and leadership for, 20 years, you know what I'm saying? And, and management. Yeah. And so my skill set mm -hmm. in that area is, 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 is way up there. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, you know what? I could use it differently, which is kind of why I created this platform uh, to do yeah. that. But people got to really figure out, you know, this, I haven't used my gym button yet, but that's what you got. <laughs> you got to, you got to go. figure it out. You got to figure out where you're really strong at and do that. You know right. what I'm saying? Because not everybody's going to get in this music business the same way, you know, or the right. music industry. 
Because there's a difference between the industry and the business, right? Absolutely. And so everybody's journey is, is, is different. And where yeah. you may be strong at, I may not be strong at. You know what right. I'm saying? And where another person may be strong at, I may not. Or I may be weak in the area, et cetera. But right. people got to, yeah, I think that's important for people to kind of figure out their, their true strengths and then play to those strengths. Not so much looking yeah. at their weaknesses and trying to feel what can I improve? What can I improve in this area? Mm. Yeah, that's, that's cool. But where you're strong at, because what's going to yeah, happen is that if you focus too much on those things that you're weak at, the things that you were strong in are going, it's going to start to diminish yeah. and you're not going right. to be as strong in those things anymore. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think, um, you know, like to your point about that is, is that, is, you know, again, kind of finding like what, you know, what, what, what makes you happy? Because like, you know, you may not have to do it. You may not have to do music full time. Maybe just being able to um, make money from it. But then you got your 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 job, mm-hmm. you know, that keeps you going. I mean, that's because I mean, I mean, I'll be honest with you. That's it, it is nice not have to worry about, you know, you know, the bills coming up and you, you know, you think, you know, because the, the music thing, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's a different lane, man. You know, you, 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 you work for you know, a good company. You do your work, you don't get you don't get your pay, you don't get your check, you know. Right. And somebody, right. somebody, sometimes people feel like, okay, oh, well, that's you know, whatever. That's the this. Okay, cool. But when you in that stage and you gotta, you know, because I think if you get to a point where you, you know, you know, you have to find a way to get money. See, now your trajectory changes. Now you, now you almost become, right. you know, now you you get more thirsty. You doing things that maybe you wouldn't mm-hmm. do before. You're still worried about it. And I think, you know, that comes in going into like, you know, being able to do what you want to do creatively because. If you're not so stressed so much about I gotta be on, I gotta do this because it's checked, mm-hmm. then you might start to do music that you more really want to do versus like I, I gotta figure out the trend and get on that and get, mm-hmm. get on this placement. You know so I think yeah. that's really a good, you know, thing to understand. Like really, what makes you happy? Like for me, I can I'm cool. I, I can yeah, you know, got my job and I can I'm, I'm doing music and getting you know, let's say having some having success in sync world and, and like I say, it, it don't have to stop. You don't have right. to stop, yeah. and, and and music is a a, a marathon. It's a journey. It, it, it takes time. It, sure it takes is. years. Um, and you know, you just you just keep going. You know, you get that catalog up, and then you know, it, it pays off. Yeah, you know, I'm kind of glad, even for myself. I don't knock anybody that have a full time job or part time job. No, you should. I, I, mean, I don't. No, it's, I, don't. It's, 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 I mean, yeah. I don't. I don't understand. I mean, even when I even when I got out of college, that was the first thing that I said. I'm getting me a job. That was literally the first thing I said. I mean, mm-hmm. because when I got the job again, like the first thing I did with the check was go buy my equipment. I didn't have to, to get it loaned. Right. I didn't have to, you know, like I, you know, and I was able to like be able to do that, and then not, you know, and then I could, you know, not have to worry about, you know, eating and and going out and all that kind of stuff. So I just no, I never, That's I never. Right. That for me, that just wasn't my lane. I, I always said I'm, I'm gonna get me a job. I'm gonna work, and then I'm gonna, and I'm gonna do this, you know, when I'm out of work, and that's just how it's gonna be. And I think. And- there's nothing wrong with that, you know. No, when I sit back and think about it, my job has afforded me the ability to do what I'm doing today, right? You know, without mm-hmm. my job, I wouldn't have been able to buy, you know, the computers and, you know, the light system and the software and the music equipment and all that stuff that I have now. You know, right. I, I always believe that you use your job, right, to further the career that you really want to be in. So if music is what you want to do and you have a full-time job, use that money to fund what you're doing, right? Okay. I mean, there was many times that I would come to Atlanta because my job sent me here. Mm-hmm. And do, but they sent me here during the times of A3C and, and I standard, you know, B yep. camp and all these different events. And every time I would come, I would go to 
that was my purpose. Okay, cool. I'm here to do training. I got a, a you know, I got a four day class that I'm doing here in Atlanta. Every night after that after class, I'm going somewhere. I'm hooking up with somebody. We're going to be doing some type of music event, something. And it, it was I just used my job to help further what what I'm doing. That's why I've met a gazillion people. It's because I would travel to Atlanta because of my job. I mean, I eventually yeah. moved to Atlanta, right. but yeah, yeah, so I see, mean, it allows you that it allows you the opportunity, and that's, that's what I'm right. saying. Sometimes it's like, nah, man, you got. I mean, I, yeah, if it's any, I mean, I know we got to advice, but that's one advice, man. Like you need to have something to fund, you know, what you want to do, man. Because mm-hmm. that, having to be worried about that, I think it really it, it sets you back pretty hard, you know. Yeah, and yeah. I know that there's a lot of like success stories with people that like you know were pretty much on the very bottom on living out the car, and and you know they found Cali. a way and. You know, right. And of course, it's awesome to hear that success story. And it's like um, you can kind of look at it as like that's you know, rare. Um, yeah, it's rare. And that, that's what I want to get to. It's rare. And when you when you get it from like a, you know, published platform, you got to understand that's one person out of like the whoever, the, you know, many people mm-hmm. that, you know, try that. Route and they got to you know pivot because it just it's not you just never know. And, and, and the entertainment is a, it's what we call a nobody knows industry. You don't know what's mm. going to happen. You, you mm-hmm. think it's going to be great, it flops. You think it's going to flop, it, it takes off, but then the next one flops. You don't know what's going right. to happen. So you can't, you got to be, you know, kind of just be strategic, you know, methodical. That's right. You know. Yeah, I, I had a conversation with Mark Bird um, a while, it was, it was a while ago, like over a year ago. I know Mark, I remember Mark Bird. Yeah, oh, that's my dude right there. Yeah, and, right um, there. Yeah, he said, he said that you're only as good as your last, your last hit. Yeah. And so, you know, in, in this in this this comment that he made, he said, you know, I produced for Kanye West and Ed, the song was amazing. But then after I produced the song, everybody was like, OK, what's next, though? Right. And he was like, wait a minute, I just produced one of the biggest songs for Kanye. <laughs> and, you, and you're already talking about what's next. They're like, yeah, OK, you did that. OK, cool. But what's yeah. next? Yeah. It's like, you know, you, you got to you, You're only as big as as I guess in this case, your your last yeah year. and the thing about it is it's like you know that that might have some legs it you know so it'll, it'll have its oh, cycle. Hell, oh yeah yeah it had legs right but then after that it was like he said like you know you know you gotta you gotta keep it moving because then you know if you don't have any momentum after that now what you know that's right um you know and sometimes people they can they find something during that time and can keep them going but yeah it's that's, that's true that's very true yeah yeah absolutely very true man so so let me ask you uh I have a couple more questions, of course, I want to ask you. It's, it's been great talking to you, my brother, full of knowledge. Like, and, and, likewise, and I'm, enjo- man. Likewise. I'm enjoying I'm enjoying this conversation. Um, so so you got into so you got a sync licensing, right? You know, you hooked yeah, up with, yeah. with Clint and a couple other people. And, yeah. you know, you've really been getting into into the sync licensing world. So what are some considerations that people need to think about when getting into that sync licensing field? Cause it's different um, than music. It's different than like different than music production. It's, it's different. It's different. Oh, um, yeah. The biggest, the biggest thing about it is, um, you know, understanding like, well, first of all, like watch shows that you like, like watch this TV that you like or whatever, and just like listen to the music, background music. Like listen what's listen to what's playing, and like kind of just study like what they're playing and why they're playing it. You know why the dialogue is over it. What what the scene like? Why they why are they using that? instrumental or why they're using that song in that particular instant for that scene change or for that whatever just kind of study that um and you can kind of get a feel for like the arrangements but then the other big thing to consider is to um you know sort of um make sure that you know do what you like so or do what you're best at so 
you know, whatever, whatever style of genre that you do all the time or you love to do, you know, you do, you stick with that genre. And again, you watch the shows that has that genre playing. And then you kind of like start to research um, either the music supervisors or, the, or you know, um, companies, publishing companies that source that type of music. And then you, you, then you just submit that. And that's going to be the best way to really kind of get your foot in the door um, and with sync licensing. Yeah, that's that's what's up, brother. Look, so I guess I'm gonna start. I need to start paying atten attention to these uh, music <laughs> and uh, some of these Korean dramas I've been watching. Oh so man, <laughs> I know the Korean drama. I think I, I think I saw your your post about that. And it was it made me laugh. It made me laugh so hard because I I feel you 100. We we watch we watch one of them on Netflix and it's it's. it's oh hilarious. my gosh. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. That's all I can say. Oh my gosh. I, yeah, it's, it's yeah. wild, man. You know, but, like um, I told, look, I because because I'm really interested in. Okay, so look. Like, so like I'm making music, right? But mm -hmm. I have heavily delved into video. Okay. And so and so my passion is, is is changing somewhat. Now I'm looking at filmmaking and going in that trajectory. And I told the wife the other day, I was like, yo, I, I think we're gonna move to Korea for like a year. She was like, what? <laughs> I was like, yeah. She's like, let's do it. She said, I'll go to Korea oh, with you. And we'll, we'll spend two years over there. And I said, if I'm gonna go over there, I'm gonna be the first black uh, filmmaker in Korea because the way that they make their shows and stuff is different than how we do it over here in America. Right. And I'm yeah. like, yo, we're going to move to Korea. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I hate, oh, I hate Korean dramas, man, because these things are so good and they always leave you on that cliffhanger and you always yeah, gotta go. Yeah, they get yep. Right, yep. And, you, yep. and you're sitting there and you're like, <laughs> click. And every yep. time I'm, every time the wife looks over at me like, I look over here like, <laughs> we got, like we got stuff to actually go do, but we finna watch right. another episode. Yeah, we get, let me get one more. Let me get one more. Let me get one more. Let me just get one know? more. And by the time it's like one o'clock, and you're like, dang, I, I should have did some yeah. other stuff, but I was caught yeah. up watching Vincenzo, you know, <laughs> or Itawan class. You know no, that's funny, man. Yeah, that's man. funny. Yep, yep. But yeah, man. I mean, you you know, it's funny, and when, when you start to kind of like analyze, like again, like the background music and even like the sound effects that are with the mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, yeah, you'd be kind of interested. Is you know, it's kind of interesting to see how they, you know, like, and I know like some some shows when they have the lyrics and you like listen to the lyrics, like when something's building up or like That's something right. go down. And it's kind of crazy how they and they're very particular about their placements when they place these songs. Like they gotta mm -hmm. really, you know, set the mood. So yeah, I mean, just studying that, I think you know, and really, like I said, like finding the stuff that you do the most or you like to do the most and find the shows or you know mm -hmm. campaigns to do that. Like try to stay in those lanes was is you know, the best way to really kind of get in there. Mm. So, so I'm, I'm hearing that we need to go back and read the Donald Passman book because he has some links. He has some library suggestions in there. Yeah. Well, um, you know, it's funny. I want, I want to read his latest one because now he's updated it to where he's got all oh, the I screaming. Got oh, you got it. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, somewhere. So, so, <laughs> I, I feel like you got to I feel like you got to get it every like two or three years because you know, yeah. he always updates all of the latest. Oh, there you go. There yes. You go. I had to yeah. get this book. I was like, oh, yeah, I need to go. He updated it. And I'm like, yeah, there's some new stuff in here. Yeah. And and so, it's, it's, yeah. If you want to stay with the music business and you want to stay with the trends, that's that's the way. Because he he's sharp. And, it, and this stuff, if you want to learn, you're going to read his book. So you got that I right. Gotta, I got to get back on myself. Yeah. Yeah. The 10th edition. Yeah, I need to. I need to. I've been reading. I've been reading this one. Let me see. It doesn't have the cover on it, but I've been reading this one. Okay. I don't know if you can read that. Let me see. Get my camera to boom. There it is. I see it. Okay. By okay. Ari. 
by Ari. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard yeah. of that. I've, I've heard of that. Yeah, I want to read that one. I this one right here, brother. Yeah, I need to read that. These two? These two? Yeah. All you need. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. no other music books that you need besides, yeah, those two will give you, will give <laughs> yeah. you the stuff. But man, we've yep. been talking for over an hour, my brother. So, so let me ask you, uh, as we start to wind down a little bit, uh, what advice would you have for anybody, get, since we're talking about books and the music business <laughs> and kind of getting into this thing, what advice would you have for anybody trying to get into this whole music industry? What would you tell them? I would, I would say that, um, you know, I mean, it's kind of be, it's going to be some cliched stuff here, but, you know, do it for the love of it because it's, you know, it, that's the only way. If you're going to, if you're going to do it, do it for the love, because you love it. It's in you. It's either in you or it's not. There's not really in between. You either like it or you don't, you know, that you want to do it that way. And then the other thing I would say is, um, it's just, it's, it's a long game. It's, it's, you got to have a lot of patience. It doesn't come fast. Um, you're going to run into roadblocks, you know, um, you know, payment cycles are like, again, are not, they're not the same as going in corporate America. Um, you know, you, you got to understand how business works, how payment cycles works and just like, you know, really understand that it is a marathon and you're building a catalog, you're building assets, you're building stuff. So over the years and years and years, you've got so much stuff that you've built and also put out into the world and it sort of manifests itself. So just really kind of I would say just really think about that. Like, you know, it's not a, you get started, you know, for one year and next year you're just booming. I mean, maybe that's a, an anomaly it can happen to somebody, but it doesn't happen. It's very, very rare. And um, just really, you know, just take that, take your time and be patient. And then, you know, the other piece of advice I would say is, um, you know, with your relationships, understand like relationships are like, like real relationships. They're not like you met somebody one time at a conference and then y'all were like best friends. Like you net your networking, networking and building relationships takes time. Like all again, going back to the time thing and understanding that, you know, a lot of people that come up, they come up with a circle who they've been with for, for years and they've just always kept in touch and been working um with with each other. And it goes into my final point, collaborate. If you are in music collaborate because collaborating with artists, collaborating with other producers, collaborating with songwriters, collaborating with somebody in film or whatever, it opens lanes. It opens, you know, like for an example for me, I'm collaborating with artists now in the sync world who got their own publishers. So now I've opened up, you know, more publishers that we can submit music to, or, you know, I opened up more lanes to put out projects with other producers or other artists. So, just collaborate. You learn. You get in different genres. You will learn different genres that way, and um, and yeah, just stick with it. And and you know, it'll be it'll be good. Yes, sir, man. That's great. Yeah, my little gym. The my little gym sounds up here. Too bad I can't play them back to back. I need a bunch of. You got note repeat, man. That note repeat one sixty four. I think I need to get some more sounds in here in my little um. I got, I got like the bicycle horn. I got this sound right here. There you go. I like that. <laughs> well, that's a, that's a J-Lo sample right there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <man. laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that gym right there, that's the one. Because yeah. those, yeah, those are major gems. And I hope people are, are, are taking that away to say that's exactly what they need in order to do exactly what they need to do. So don't, don't, don't sleep on those gems. You know what I'm saying? Don't sleep in those gems. 
But man, so so as we as we as we get ready to wrap up here soon, man, where can people find you? How can they connect with you? And how can they hear what you're doing? And uh, you know, just even if they want to collaborate, how can they go through that process? Well, you can find me on um, social media, Twitter, uh, Instagram. Um, Instagram probably my my biggest one, but Twitter, um, SoundCloud, TikTok, YouTube. Um, my my handle is I am Brahms. I A M B R A H M S. Um, it's for everything. Um, and then my official website for beats is uh com. So you can you know hit me up there. But yeah, um just anything on social media, I am Brahms, you will find me. And uh yeah, just hit me up, uh send me a DM or um, you know, send me a chat on on Twitter or something and and yeah, I'm here. For oh, sure. and, on, and on and on Spotify, all the social. I got you know beat. I got beat tapes, and I got some stuff that I did with other artists. So um, just search "I Am Brahms" on any of the streamable platforms, and you will find some of my work there as well. Yeah, that's what's up, brother. Y'all make sure y'all really connect with him and go to his website. Love the fact he has a website. He doesn't. He just doesn't have a something dot his name dot com. He actually has a website for him, which I always tell people that they need. But a lot of people are like, oh, I need a website because I got um, whoever, this platform or this platform. And I'm like, yep, but what happens when that platform goes down? Yep, yep what happens exactly. When that, what happens when that platform decides to change its terms of service or to hide all of your subscribers or followers? You don't have access to it. I can go on to a whole, I can go on a whole bunch of other stuff. go on stuff, with that, man. You know what I'm saying? But, but people don't understand. You got to have your own website, your own mailing list. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you can reach out to people, too. But, yeah, man, that, that's, that's... Connect with the brother. Like, seriously, make sure y'all go and check him out, his website, his Instagram, all of his social media platforms, Spotify. Check out what he's doing and support. You know what I'm saying? So, man, brother, yeah, stick around for just a moment as I get ready to close this out. Cool. All right, cool. cool. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for tuning in to another episode of We Create Music TV, where, you, of course, you know we're dropping gems all day, and we're bringing to you, you know, some great content from, all, from people in this music industry, from all levels of the music industry, all walks of life. You know what I'm saying? I always tell people, you never know, just because they may not be the biggest music producer in the world, trust me, there are people out here doing some stuff that you could be doing some of them things too, right? And you probably are. If you are, hit up our website. Make sure you schedule an interview so we can talk to you about the things that you're doing and bring you know awareness to uh, to your platform also. But I want to say thank you once again for tuning in uh, to another episode of We Create Music TV. You can always catch us every Monday and every Thursday at 7 p.m. as well as the additional content that we drop also from our master classes, uh, from some of our tutorials, from a lot of different things that we drop now and what we're going to be doing here in the future soon. So once again, thank you very much for tuning in. You can always, you know, subscribe. Make sure you subscribe. If you don't do nothing else, you got to subscribe. Help us get our numbers up. Help us get our subscriber count up because it makes this type of content more available to people like yourself, right? Helps us rank higher on, on you know, this YouTube platform. But greatly appreciate you tuning in. And we are out. Peace. <laughs>